Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. You are now listening to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. I am Alex Shane here breaking down week five in the NFL with my good buddy, Rich Hill. Rich, hope you're doing well, man. Happy October. Happy spooky season. I'm not sure if you've looked at the slate of games this week, <laughs> but uh, including Patriots Lions uh, in tonight's matchup with the Colts Broncos, with I think Jonathan Taylor's not even playing, uh, not the strongest outing from the NFL this week. But how are you yeah. doing otherwise? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Uh, not a great week here. Not a great week. Uh, you got the three and one Giants on the, against the three and one Packers in London, which seems like it should be a good game by their records. Uh, it's the first time that the London game has featured two teams with winning records, um, but they're both bad. Um, I don't think that there's any really good games on the slate that I'd be looking forward to if I weren't a Patriots fan. Um, in my mind, the two games that like I might want to watch uh, are the 4-0 Eagles against the 2-2 two two Cardinals, just because Kyler Murray uh, versus Jalen Hurts is a pretty good matchup. Eagles' last undefeated team. And then Bengals-Ravens, just because, you know, reigning AFC champ against the Ravens, you know, Lamar Jackson, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Other than that, not great. Not, not great. No, it's true. I think feel like that Raiders Chiefs Monday night were supposed to be a big matchup. The Raiders are supposed to be good this year, but they're not. They stink. Chiefs should blow them out of the water. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want to go around the league, we we can. I guess Dolphins Jets could be interesting. Uh, two is most two has already been ruled out. Zach Wilson is back. Jets are at home. Jets have Zach Wilson. I, I don't know. That could be an interesting game because it's an AFC East matchup. You never know there. And uh, Steelers Bills. I don't see that being anything notable. Yeah. Chargers Browns could be interesting because the Browns are one of those really enigmatic teams where I don't really know whether they're good or not yet. Um, but overall, if you want to go apple picking with the significant other this weekend and miss the games, uh, it's a good one to week. Good, good yeah, one to <laughs> yeah. I, I think the only game maybe that has like spooky, really good potential uh, if we're if we're going to the, the Halloween theme, um, I'm going to lean into Cowboys Rams just because I feel like both teams are in a weird spot. Rams are super underperforming this year. Cowboys have been without Dak Prescott, uh, but Cooper Rush, first Cowboys quarterback to start 4-0 in his career. So uh, pretty interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I feel like that has a chance of either being, you know, like a 13 to 10 game or, you know, 40 to 40 situation. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's any other game really worth breaking down. Let's jump into Patriots Lions. Patriots one and three hosting the one and three Lions. Uh, we were talking before the podcast started that this is a, a Matt Patricia revenge game, or maybe it's a Detroit Lions revenge game for what Patricia did to them. Uh, Alec, what are your first thoughts on this matchup? 
My first thoughts in this matchup based on what we've seen so far from both teams and what we've seen so far from the report of the respective injury reports from both Detroit and New England. Now, granted, Detroit does have a history of sitting out players with either minor injuries, but we can talk about the injuries list that the Detroit Lions are piling up right now. This could legit turn into a preseason game pretty quickly. Uh, nothing I have heard or read has me to believe anything other than Bailey Zappi getting the start. On Sunday, I think Hoyer is going to be out. I don't see Mac Jones coming back this week, even though he is practicing. And a lot of the Lions' top weapons did not practice yesterday uh, on Wednesday. So we have to monitor that. But this could easily be a scenario where there's just nobody out on the field. And both coaches could kind of have an unwritten understanding that, like, we're just going to let this game go as fast as possible. Everyone take a snap with one second left on the play, cock. Let's just get out of here. No more injuries and try and regroup for next week. So I'm excited for it. I think the Patriots should win this one. Uh, official predictions later. But overall, I think this is a good kind of rest week to get everyone back healthy and focus on the run game. Simple offense for Bailey Zappi. Nothing too complicated. And get out of there with a home win. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, I feel like this is a situation where uh, the Patriots need to win. I hope that they do win. They need to win, though, um, just based off of falling to one and four means that they they can't come back. That's like, that's it. That is the nail in the coffin on the season. If they start one and four, every single game from here on out uh, is a must win because uh, once it hits week 13, they have a brutal slate starting with the bills. Uh, you know, they have Cardinals, they're on the road against the Cardinals on the road against the Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, bills. So they need to win pretty much every game between now and then in order to have a chance of making the postseason. And so yeah, we'll see how real this uh, injury report is for the Lions. But if you looked at it, uh, they're the top six players uh, on offense for them from yards from scrimmage. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown did not practice ankle injury. DeAndre Swift, number two on their, their list, did not practice uh, shoulder injury. You have Jamal Williams, who did practice. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, their tight end, did not practice uh, dealing with a hip injury. Uh, Josh Reynolds, their wide receiver, did not practice ankle injury. Uh, and then DJ Chark uh, is like technically their, their number, uh, their next guy up from a receiver pr perspective. He only has 98 yards this year, um, but also did not practice ankle. So are, is this a situation of the Lions giving them some extra break time uh, or are they like actually not going to play? Lions get a bye week after this Patriots game. So I'd be surprised if they would like overdo the rest here. Um, so I, I would imagine that those are some pretty serious injuries uh, in, in that the Patriots might face this Lions team with only one of their traditional players in the rotation in Jamal Williams. That would be something, Rich, because, again, this defense is the strength of the Patriots. So let's start with the defense versus the Lions offense. The Jared Goff show coming to town. The Patriots have struggled historically against tight ends, especially receiving tight ends who can put points on the board, which Hawkinson can. Uh, I know he didn't practice this week. I feel like he's going to play, honestly. I know he was nursing an injury all last week, but we're able to go last Sunday's game. And I don't think Hawkinson appeared to suffer a new injury during that game. So this might just be an extra rest day. I would imagine Hawkinson is going to be a focal point for the Patriots if he goes is he dominant enough to waste a corner on or just kind of like a Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips, kind of that hybrid safety linebacker assignment to limit his production on Sunday's game? Yeah, honestly, if, if I'm the Patriots, I'd kind of just wait and see what players are available. <laughs> if, like if the Lions are without their top three receivers, um, 
then like, yeah, sure. Go give your top cornerback uh, to Hawkinson. Like, I don't know if you'd use Jonathan Jones, but maybe Jack Jones, because he's actually, I don't know, they're all a little undersized. So uh, maybe Jalen Mills is your best bet there, but he's also, you know, been dealing with his own injury as a hamstring injury. So uh, all the Patriots players that might be matched up against him, you know, Kyle Duggar has a knee injury. Uh, Adrian Phillips is dealing with a rib injury. Maybe it's a Jabril Peppers situation. Um, but this this definitely seems a situation where you just wait and see. Uh, I would designate your resources on defense to whoever the best player available is. Um, and right now, we have no idea who that's going to be. It's very much up in the air. Um, and so I, I think that uh, it's hard to like say like this is what the Patriots should absolutely do. Um, because, uh, you know, even just from like a target perspective, their top five players from targets aren't practicing. So what do you do? Honestly, I, I think you just set up for like a bunch of, you know, zone defense. This is Jared Goff. Maybe you play like the same exact defense that you did against the Rams in the Super Bowl, where you just like have a mush defense until the very last moment. And then you, you know, you do your complex blitzes because, you know, looking at their offensive line, Frank Ragnow, one of their best linemen, uh, did not practice foot injury. Uh, and then Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, two of their other linemen are dealing with injuries. They're limited. So this is a just banged up Lions team. Uh, I think there's a lot of ways that the Patriots, I mean, the Patriots should walk away with a win here. Um, and so I, I think you you play your own defense. You don't play the matchups. Uh, and, and like by that, I mean, uh, you know, don't allow the lines to dictate how you play. Just try and confuse Jared Goff as much as possible because he's going to be either playing off of, you know, not a lot of practice with these players that are going to be starting or dealing with injured players. And so Patriots should have the upper hand no matter what. They should indeed. However, again, I, I think it's interesting when you really don't know who's going to be out there. I would imagine that the Patriots are practicing this week, assuming everybody on that injury reporter didn't practice, who's important to the team, will be starting. Will it be game plan specific? We will see. I would imagine they do because, again, that's kind of how the Patriots roll. But the question, though, is always, you know, what's their number one weapon? That's always how the Patriots have approached defenses in the past. And I just legit have no idea who the number one weapon is for the Lions at all, because I feel like week to week it changes. There was Hawkinson last week. I know that they have a receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown, who's pretty nasty, um, you know, but I, I don't have any, any player on the Lions offense that, like, I have to completely mark this guy out of the game if I am Bill Belichick. There isn't this kind of game-changing kind of Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey-esque receiver or tight end or whoever, that unless they can eliminate him, Lamar Jackson, you know, he's going to get his touches. I feel like hat on a hat, the Patriots defense has the upper hand here. So with you, they just play their game. I think they can come away with allowing very few points on the board. What I am curious about is I know they had a lot of success against the Jared Goff-led Rams, disguising blitzes, disguising coverage, that zero blitz to close out the game with the Stephon Gilmore interception. I wonder how much they're going to be blitzing the Lions on Sunday because I feel like they've had very limited success so far against the blitz. Granted, against quarterbacks who tend to eat the blitz up, so this might be a week where we see the linebackers on the field attack the line a little bit more because Goff isn't as good against the blitz as, say, Lamar Jackson is. Yeah, no, it's very true. I, I think that uh, you you just try to disrupt Goff. Like, that's the game, is get throw him off a little bit. I think that's more the disguises. There will be opportunities to, to collect interceptions here. Uh, I know that he's been doing pretty well, but he, he has historically not been the best at protecting the ball. Um, 
but like this is still a great offense. Uh, if, if the players are ready to go, they are the number one offense in the league from yards, from points, from passing touchdowns, from yards per carry. Like they are a very good offense when all things are working. Um, the question just is, is it working? <laughs> um, and, and until we know who is available, it's all just like, you know what, play the matchups because Patriots should have the advantage. My question to you, Al, is if if everyone on the Lions team is ready to go, my mind is that you have to stop Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, he he didn't play last week, uh, but he still leads the team 33 targets. So he's averaging over 10 targets a game, 253 yards on the season, uh, plus uh, 68 yards rushing. Um, he is just racking up points. He is just such an important part of their offense. He's one of the best you know young receivers in the game. Uh, if he's available to go, um, I, I think that there's just like an enormous trickle down effect of how much more challenging that will be for the Patriots. I just really am banking on the fact that the Lions have a bye week after the Patriots game. And so they might not rush their players back. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down. We break down who will be cutting Cut. What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay snack It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay snack bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hip Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Yeah, they might not. Uh, but again, I, I think that Amon Ra, I, I, I think you're absolutely right in terms of his skill set and his ability. Uh, is he one of those like game-changing receivers? I don't know if he's there quite yet. It's only in his second year, but he is a huge part of their offense when he's in. But what I was very curious to see, uh, there was a, a fun stat that was thrown out the other day from our very own Taylor Kyles. Um, the Patriots are playing the Lions this Sunday. It is the Lions' first game this season that will not be played in a dome. It is their first mm. outdoor game all season. Whether that will factor in at all remains to be seen. But playing in a dome and playing outdoors in the elements in October, they're two very different things. The game just moves faster in a dome. The turf is different. And I think it's going to be about 50 or 45 to 50 degrees come kickoff, which isn't cold by any means. But it's very different than a climate-controlled dome situation. I'm sure that'll factor in. If Ramon is able to go, uh, I see that as a, as, a, as a Jack Jones kind of maybe with a, a chip kind of Kyle Duggar-esque situation. I wouldn't put Jack Jones one-on-one against him. Maybe Jack Jones with safety help. Uh, this could be like a three-safety look kind of game. Uh, I don't know if Lawrence Guy can go. He didn't practice on the on Wednesday this week, so I don't know if his situation is going to be okay. I know he's a big shore up in the, in the middle of the, of the line. Uh, I, I am more, more worried, I would say, about the Lions passing game than the rushing attack, just based on how the Patriots uh, can match up against them. However, Rich... They aren't exactly great against the run, as evidenced last week against the Packers, especially. So if I'm the Lions, maybe I'm attacking the Patriots on the ground and looking for deep shots down the field. That's probably how I'd approach the Patriots defense if I am Dan Campbell looking to kind of win this game. I'd run the ball a lot, force them to stop, 
put eight guys in the box and let Jared Goff throw it deep, especially if Amon Rock can draw single coverage. Oh, totally. I mean, this Patriots defense uh, is struggling against the run. They rank 29th in the entire league in yards allowed per carry, allowing 5.1. So they're in a bad spot. Uh, so the Lions, they might just do to like <laughs> what you said, all of roster reasons have to rely on the run and that could go pretty favorably for them. Um, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, Lions, they have number one in the entire league in, in yards per carry. They've had over 139 rushing yards each game. Uh, they've had two games with over 180 rushing yards. They are able to grind it on the ground. And if the Patriots don't have someone who's able to step up, and honestly, over the past two weeks, they've allowed 188 yards on the ground to the Ravens and 199 to the Packers. Uh, they're, they're not doing well. <laughs> this is not a good Patriots run defense. All of their problems are showing up. They missed Lawrence Sky last week, but that's not all of it. Their linebackers are playing slow. Uh, Jelani Tavai is not a very good linebacker off the ball. Bentley's playing out of position. They missed having Adrian Phillips out there, but also like he's not a, a big, you know, sand in the pants kind of guy that's be stout against the run. Uh, Armore is, you know, for all of the development that he's shown, still not the guy against the run. And so there, there's definitely some struggles here. Patriots miss having like a true nose tackle type, like thinking of, I know even if he didn't really play nose tackle, Alan Branch, but like some guy who's 350 pounds that can eat double blocks. They just don't have that guy on the roster. I don't think Godshaw is that guy. Uh, and so it, it's really showing in how weak the run defense has been. Um, and so if they does, you know, it would be a boon for the Patriots if the Lions receivers were, you know, even if only one of them is able to play, like if St. Brown's able to go, but the other two are not, uh, you know, if Reynolds isn't able to go, uh, then that will allow the Patriots to say, okay, maybe we go a little bit heavier. Maybe we play in this, you know, the base, the air quote base defense. That's no longer actually a base defense with seven guys in the box uh, because that they, they have to compensate in some way because with their standard defense, they're atrocious against the run. They are indeed, which is why my defensive X factor. Again, I feel like my X factors every week so far have been like X factor in every possible sense in the word. Like, will they even suit up? Will they play? <laughs> will they be on the field? But I have to do it because I feel like when they are suited up, they could be well suited to to do and 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 help in that particular area of need. I'm going to go with Jamie Collins as my X factor. <clears throat> I know mm. he's still on the practice squad as of right now. They, if they elevate him and they allow him to come in there, he knows the Lions system. At least he used to know the Lions system. He has experience there. He has that Patricia experience, obviously. He's got that freak athleticism. He's not exactly what it used to be because he's, what, 32 now, 31 or 32 around there. But I think he adds a different element to the linebacking core that isn't there right now. And maybe this is a, a game where they just allow him to run wild and just kind of attack the ball, be a really kind of in-the-box, down-cracks-the-line linebacker who pulls out one freakishly athletic play that could change the game. Of course, this assumes they elevate him and actually start him on Sunday and dress him for the roster. But if they do so, and I think they will based on the matchup, uh, I think Collins could actually be uh, a deciding factor in the game if he can return to his old form. Yeah, I mean, and anything would be beneficial just because their linebackers have been so bad. <laughs> like any any boost, uh, any if if Collins can play at replacement level, it will be an improvement. That's how bad the linebackers have been for the Patriots. For that reason, uh, I wanted to do Bentley as my X factor, but honestly, it's one of those things where I just don't. Uh, I'm not counting on them 
uh, to step up. My X factor is going to be Matt Judon. Uh, and I, I would cheat and also throw in Dietrich Wise. I think Judon is supposed to be the guy. And so I want him to take this game over. This is a game where uh, the edge players need to be super stout against the run. Judon and Wise are pretty much your, you know, almost every snap kind of players. They need to be stout on the edge. They need to crush the pocket for Goff, make him feel the pressure, make him feel ghosts. Uh, and then even, you know, rack up a sack or two. If they're able to do that, then it's going to make jo- uh, Goff, uh, you know, skittish. That's the kind of player that he is. If you hit him a few times, like most players, but him more so than others, if you get him a few times, then the passing game will just collapse. And so Judon is the guy. He has to do it. Uh, you know, four sacks on the year. I wouldn't be surprised if he, he picked up another sack or two as well as an additional quarterback hit. He's going to get the pressure, especially if the Lions offensive line is banged up. And so I, I, he's my X factor because if, I, if he's able to have a successful pass rush day, I think the rest of the defense will really take advantage. Yeah, it's just so tough to tell because, again, we just have no idea who's going to be out there for on either defensive Patriots or the offense of the Lions. So it's hard to pick X-Factors when the entire unit is an X-Factor for the Lions. Um, speaking of X-Factors and no one knows what's going on for a unit, let's talk about the offense of the Patriots because Mac Jones was back at practice yesterday throwing, very limited. I still don't see him starting. Ryan Hoyer was out with a concussion still. He's still in the protocol. Tyquan Thornton returned, so they have 21 days to activate him off of IR. Uh my guess is Bailey Sappy will be under center to start the game on Sunday. Maybe they throw Mac Jones in there. I'm with you. I really hope they don't. I don't see a need to rush him back coming off that ankle injury right now. But if it's a Bailey Zappy show, which again, it should be, I imagine this is going to be very similar to what we saw when Zappy was out there against the Packers, which is a whole lot of runs, maybe some play action. Jacoby Myers is limited in practice this week, so maybe he comes back. That's a huge boost for them. But I really think this is a a run the ball, run the ball, run the ball some more kind of game. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I I feel like this is a situation where the Patriots are just going to break out last year's playbook. You know, when they had uh, the Mac Jones office where we're all just like, open it up a little bit. I feel like that came from Bill Belichick. They came from not Josh McDaniels that like, let's not put him in a position where he might fail because like in like that the defense of that strategy uh you lose games more than you win them and the patriots have been losing games this year by turning the ball over so much and so i imagine they're going to try and make sure that zappy is never in a position to turn the ball over and that probably means not taking a lot of deep shots because he just doesn't have the zip that some of the other players do Uh, but he has really great touch so i imagine that like there will be deep crosser opportunities there'll be plays that will allow him to you know maximize his timing ability um, but yeah, having Myers back, if he's able to go, will be enormous because they need a player to produce underneath. Bourne uh, did a little bit of that last week. I would love to see him continue to grow that way. Uh, and if Johnny Smith is unable to go, I wouldn't be surprised if little Jordan Humphrey had a little bit more of an opportunity. And we saw him do pretty well during the preseason. I would love to see them use him on the inside uh, and you know just be Bailey Zappi's safety blanket, allow Aguilar to just do speed runs down the edge to kind of like stretch out the defense. Uh, but I imagine that there aren't going to be a lot of deep passes it will be a lot of check downs it will be a lot of passes within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage it'll be a very compressed game uh and that the patriots are just going to have to rely on their their rushing attack to really soften this lions defense so john who watch on hold for a week i don't think he's going to go but you mentioned Rachel, not a lot of deep shots relying on the running game i mean it's pretty universally accepted that a young quarterback's best friends are the offensive line the running game and the tight ends. Is this the Hunter Henry game we've been waiting for, or is this going to be more of a tight ends, more as chip blockers and extra protectors to give the receivers time to get open? 
Yeah, no, that's a great question. I wouldn't be surprised if it was more of like the the chip block situation, just because of uh, Isaiah Wynn has been terrible. Uh, that is just the way it is. He's been the weakest link on the offensive line. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Marcus Cannon chipped into his playing time. Uh, but either way, they're not great. Uh, they're not doing well at the right tackle spot. And Hunter Henry is likely going to have to stay in to help block because that is like, it is a necessity as they face this Lions roster that has two really good pass rushers. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, you know, his rookie year, but he's already very, very good. Uh, Charles Harris is able to provide some pressure on the other side. Uh, they, they try and play primarily like most of the snaps with them. Um, but like they're two very good pass rushers. And so uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the Patriots were going to designate Henry as like a more permanent blocker, even though he's not very good. What I might imagine, actually, I wouldn't be surprised by this if Hunter Henry played only on like passing downs because John U. Smith was the the blocking tight end. That's like effectively what they've done. Hunter Henry has been a bad blocker. I wouldn't be surprised if they they used Marcus Cannon as that sixth blocker uh, and just went six offensive linemen for a lot of the day. Well, I don't like the answer, Rich Hill, <laughs> but I agree with it, unfortunately. I I know you're very down on the tight end. You think it's time to not cut bait from them, but they're just really spectacular failure. And it's really too bad because there really was that stretch last season where Hunter Henry had a touchdown every game. It was like four or five games straight, and he really seemed to be that red zone target. Then he kind of just fell off. And it very well might be the situation that the the offensive line, particularly that tackle position, is is just such a liability that they really can't utilize him the way they'd like to. I know they kept Marcus Cannon up. Something else to watch is Marcus Cannon get to start over Isaiah Wynn in this situation. Is he more like the fifth, the fifth or the sixth tight end or whatever it is? That's definitely something else to watch. But I think you're right. This is going to be a Ramondre Stevenson game. It's going to be a Damian Harris game. Do you like one over the other particular chill in the running game? Is this more of a Ramondre Stevenson game? Is like that bigger back with the pass catching ability or just more of a Damian Harris game with kind of that one cut running through tackles, more elusiveness, more experience. I know they're very similar in their running styles. It's not like one is massively different than the other, but is there one back you give an edge to in this game over, over the lines? Yeah, honestly, I feel like it'd be pretty split. I think that Harris is the better, like, true runner. Like, he's the better true runner. I wouldn't be surprised if he was used, like, later in the game to grind it out but have the early downs. I That said, Stevenson is by far the better receiving back. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he had more play early on in the game. Uh, if the Patriots are able to build up the lead, I wouldn't be surprised if Stevenson got more play because he's a better receiver. He'll be that better outlet if Zappi needs to have that check down player. Uh, and so that that is why, even though Harris is the better runner, uh, Stevenson, I think, like is still a good runner and a much better receiver. And so I, th- I think that will make him the the default uh leader in running back snaps, even though I think it'll be pretty balanced between the two of them. I would still give Stevenson the edge. I'm with you on that, Rich. I think Stevenson is just, I, I, it's it's weird to me how the Patriots, maybe they're, they're thinking long-term in terms of the season, but you see these games and these stat lines where Stevenson will have like 10 rushes for like 71 yards averaging 7.1 yards a carry. And you're like, why don't you just give him the ball more? I think you mentioned on Tuesday, you brought up that old Patriots Colts Jonas Gray game where Jonas Gray was averaging like five yards a carry. So why would you do anything different to stop it? Particularly in a game where I think each possession is going to be important because 
Core knows how many possessions the offense is going to get, and you don't want to give the opposing team more chances to score. So if they really want to grind the clock out and win this game in a relatively low-scoring affair with limiting mistakes, uh, I, I would definitely always ride the back that can gain yards on the ground. So if one of them's doing better than the other, I would just keep running Ramondre Stevenson over and over and over again. Rest him next week for all I care. I don't think it really matters in that respect, but I'm really hoping that if there's one back in particular that, that finds success against the Lions, they rely on him rather than splitting these carries up. Um, Along those lines, Rich, I guess there's one more question I want to ask you. Like Bailey Zappi, going away from the running game for a second, um, what do you think they're going to really want to do with him? Are they going to give him, obviously, had a full week in practice? I don't think he expected to start against the, the Packers, so he's been inserted as the starting offensive play caller against the Lions. He's going to have to throw it eventually a number of times. It can't just be another 15-pass day, which he had against Green Bay. How limited do you think they really are going to make this playbook for him? He obviously knows the system as well. He has a bunch of college records. He's got a good arm. We saw some flashes against Green Bay. Is there any chance where you see they give him the chance to open it up at all, or is this going to be really, really conservative with Zappi under center? I, mean, I, I think that they're going to be super conservative. I think that like he'll get a few deep shots, just like keep the defense honest. But I would be surprised if he, you know, if more than 10% of his passes were more than 10 yards down the field, I would just be surprised if that happened because uh, the Patriots should win this game. If they win the turnover battle where they lose this game is if the offense isn't able to hold onto the ball, if they are unable to lead sustained drives and if, you know, if they just keep giving the ball back to the Lions, because uh, the Lions have the worst defense in the league. This is a, de- a defense that, like, you don't, you shouldn't have to, uh, you know, throw up some prayers in order to beat them. You should be able to beat them methodically. And uh, they're not strong. They have some, like, good individual players. Uh, as I said, their their pass rushers are both good. Akuda is living up to his draft status at cornerback. Deshaun Elliott's playing pretty well at free safety. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez has been a standout at linebacker as a rookie, uh, although he's a little undersized. All of that said, Patriots should just be able to, you know, run the ball, grind it out, use the play action. Like the only times I imagine that they'll allow Zappy throw it down the field is if they use the play action. And so like, I expect them to invest heavily in that and use the run game a lot early on uh, in order to really make it a convincing deep pass. And like, that'll be the, you know, three passes on the day that he has that will go past 10 yards. Uh, that'll go to like Nelson Aguilar, maybe one to Parker. Well, Parker has been a godsend in moments and he's seen, we've seen what he can bring to the table in brief flashes. I think a Parker and Aguilar can kind of put it all together along with a competent passing attack. There is positioning on this team to be very potent as an offense, a really good running game and two deeper receivers. And then Myers, as you mentioned, coming back and can be that, that middle of the field guy. That is, that is a multi-tiered offense that can do really, really well. So again, I don't think we'll see a lot of it. I'm with you uh, on Sunday, another great Ty Montgomery game or James White game. We had a true third down back, but that's not the case. Um, in terms of X factors, Rich, I got to go with Trent Brown, I think, um, or maybe Cole Strange or maybe the left side of the line. I think if I'm the Lions, I'm going to blitz a lot. I'm going to show a lot of disguised coverages. I'm going to try and fool Zappy into thinking that the linebackers are coming in and throwing them back out. I know that David Andrews calls a lot of the coverages at the line. So maybe I can throw him in there as like a three-headed X factor. But I think it's going to be really important for the linemen to give Bailey Zappi enough time today and make sure they are making sure that they know what the coverages are as well. Because I do think it's a lot to ask of a young kid 
to completely diagnose every pre-snap read. So hopefully the offensive linemen, those three guys especially, I'm kind of giving up on the right side of the line, I'm sorry to say. So it's those three guys on the left side of the line. Hopefully they can they can make the calls and keep Zappy upright long enough because I think if the Patriots get down like two scores, I'm not sure they're able to come back from that. And the way to get up by one score, at least in keeping a lead, is keeping Bailey Zappy healthy. So I know it's a cheat, but um, I'm doing a three-headed or two-headed X-factor with the left side of the offensive line today. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. I, I think that that makes sense. If, if the if Patriots are able to run behind them, then like they'll be in a good position to succeed. Uh, so I have no problem with that. Uh, my X factor, choosing Zappy is too easy, right? Like I can't do that. That's not fair. Um, so I, I think I'm right. personally going to go with, uh, I want to do also a positional group, but I, I want to do the wide receivers as a whole because I'm not sure. Um, like if Myers is able to go, he's my X factor. If, it's, if he's not, it's going to be born. Uh, Bourne showed that he had like a good rapport with Zappy. I expect him to get some more targets and everything. I also thought that, you know, Parker really has come on. Uh, I think Aguilar has been more consistent uh, this year than ever. And I think that's been great. Um, and so I, I would expect there to be, you know, just gradual passes, but it, it's Bourne that gets my money. Cause I think he's the best yards after the catch guy for the Patriots. And if the entire Patriots offense is going to be pretty compressed in the passing attack, I would expect that Bourne needs to break out a few big ones in order to flip fields uh, because I don't expect Myers to ever break out uh, from a yards after the catch perspective. And I think that Aguilar is too deep of a threat in order to like count on that. Um, and so that's why my X factor is going to be uh, a Bourne because I think he, he has been slowly increasing his snap count. I, I think that this will be the day that uh, if big caveat, if, if Myers is unable to go uh, Bourne will get his number called a lot. Yeah, still not sure why he got integrated back into the offense so slowly, but it is coming along. And I feel like every time he touches the ball, something good happens. And so the more we can get the ball in his hands, the better. And again, like I said earlier, I think Aguilar, Parker, Myers, and Bourne, that's a decent wide receiver core. And then you have Tyquan Thornton coming back at some point this season. He's obviously a complete unknown, but there's a lot of weapons there. It's just a matter of putting it all together. And as you mentioned earlier, limiting the turnovers. That is going to be the key. That should be our both of our offensive X factors. Whoever doesn't turn the ball over can be the one to win this game because the Lions are not a better defense than the Patriots are in offense. But if they're minus three in the turnover battle, uh, you can only ask the defense to keep a short field so many times. No, Isn't that's that rich. It's true. Yeah, uh, unless you want to talk about anything else, let's get to predictions. Yep, let's do it. All right, so we both had the Packers beating the Patriots. No shocker there. I had a 23-13 Packers win. You had a 14-12 Packers win. Uh, so I guess I win that one by default because I had 23 and 24 points, but that's not the best win, but I guess I will reluctantly take it. Uh, Patriots hosting the Lions, like I said, first game outdoors in the Dome, 1 p.m. Should be nice and brisk. Not sure if that'll factor in. I say the Patriots win this game barring turnover limitations. Don't think it's a high-scoring affair, and I don't think it's going to be a, a a blowout by any means. I think it's going to be something like maybe 21 to 17 Patriots on like a last-minute, maybe it was 21 to 10. The Lions come down, score with like, you know, a minute left. They miss the onside kick. Pats walk away with one, go to two and four on the year with a 21-17 victory. Ooh, I like that. Uh, I'm also going to go with the Patriots on this one, but I think it will be a little bit higher scoring. Uh, I know that it might be compressed, but I, th- you know, how the Patriots were always just able to rack up points with Damian Harris or with uh, their rushing attack against the Colts. I expect something similar. I expect them to have a ton of success on the ground. This is a 
not good Lions defense. Frank dead last in the league. Uh, and, and I expect that their de- the Patriots defense will be able to do enough with this Lions offense so banged up uh, that the you know number one ranked Lions offense won't produce as such. So I, I think that the Patriots will win this one. I think it might be even comfortable depending on how the injury report plays out. But I, I have the Patriots winning this one 30 to 17. 30-17. I like it. It'll be the highest point total for the Patriots all season. Rock on for that. I love to see it. Uh, I don't think it's ridiculous to say this is a must-win game for New England, Rich. Do you agree? Oh, I completely agree. It definitely is. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it is. Hopefully we break the, this game down on Tuesday. The Pats are sitting at 2-4. and four. Uh, Either way, someone in the AFC East is going to lose this week because of that Dolphins-Jets game. Go Jets, I guess. I don't know. But, <laughs> but um, here we find ourselves once again. As always, nothing makes any sense in the NFL, and October is probably the best sports month of the year, in my opinion. Oh, totally. Absolutely. And I, I think that the Patriots have as good a chance as any team to go off on a run here. Uh, as we've talked about a few times, their schedule's pretty soft. Uh, and so while these are must-win games, they are also can-win games, uh, which is you know a perfect mixture for them to kind of like replicate their success from last year, go off on a big run. Uh, maybe even if they falter towards the end of the year, they can still make some noise in the conference. Um, they've been here before. I'm not too worried about it. I saw some really good things against the Packers that make me hopeful for, you know, this game against the Lions. I think it'll be a good one. I think it'll be the first time all season that we watch the game. We're like, okay, like (laughs) things seem to be working. I think Patricia has gotten a little bit better every single week on offense, which is like a great sign. Um, I think there's still some flaws, but he is getting better, which is good. Uh, And so uh, I I think that they'll continue to build off of it. And even if it's zappy under center, I think we'll see enough from this Patriots offense that'll make us hopeful that they can go off on a a pretty good stretch here. Indeed. And let the quarterback controversy commence. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, that would be the best case scenario here uh, is that zappy plays so well that, uh, you know, that means that the Patriots are in a great situation. So uh, hopefully we'll be breaking down how great zappy did next Tuesday. Until next time, Alec, you have a good one. You too, buddy. See ya. Later.